Welcome to the Strange on Purpose podcast. I'm Izzy and I'm live and excited on Spotify to be on video. If you're not listening on Spotify, thanks for listening at the very least. But today's guest and the first guest of 2022 is super, super, super dope. And I've been a fan of his for a while. And the more insight and research I did, I was like, wow, I I definitely need to have him on after it seems like a year plus of going back and forth on trying to figure out when's a good time. uh, We finally nailed down this time. So super, super excited to have this episode going today. And as creators, we, we constantly look to break the barriers and the boundaries that people set for ourselves. And I think that Maw Dudes is actually doing something different and knocking that, knocking those barriers and those boundaries down. And he really lets the work do the talking. And as a creative myself, I decided where I, I really, really got to talking to people and everybody always asked me like, hey, why aren't you in New York? Why aren't you in LA? Why aren't you in Miami, Chicago? All those huge cities that are great in retrospect, but it's I'm very, very excited to have him on and talk about him growing up in Green Bay, Wisconsin, staying in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and let his work do the talking for him. So without further ado, I'm going to stop talking. Mall dudes, thanks for jumping on today. How's it going? It's going well, Lizzie. Thanks for having me. I appreciate that uh, th- that great intro. Honestly, I don't know if I'm worthy of all of that, but I, <laughs> but I do appreciate it, and I'll try to live up to it uh, throughout the podcast here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to obviously have you tell your story, everything like that, um, but for the people that didn't check you out on the sneakers app or didn't see, hasn't seen your work before. Uh, do you want to give a little bit of an intro as to who you are and what you do? Uh, yeah, for sure. I, I would say, um, at large, you know, I think what I'm quote unquote known for is, uh, I like to call it kitsch media, you know, so it's kind of a play on uh, mixed media, but, uh, with a K and, and implying that it's, it's using kicks. Um, so with that, you know, I, I like to use a lot of different multimedias from, you know, really shoe boxes to, um, ink and, and carving the shoe boxes. So that's kind of what I've been doing for the past, I would say three years, uh, pretty heavily. And I think, um, you know, it, it, it's kind of linearly grown and, uh, the tactics that I use have, have developed over time and continue to do so. Um, so that's kind of what I'm known for. Uh, you know, before that, I was doing a lot of ink work. Portraits is what I really kind of got into when I started doing art. So I still try to keep that part of my portfolio. Um, but you know, when when people are talking about me, they usually refer to me as the shoebox guy. So um, at first, I didn't want to embrace that, but over the past year, I've really embraced that and, and just kind of said, hey, you know, you got to be known for something. So I, I will definitely take that. That's amazing. So for the people that aren't watching or haven't, like I said, seen the work, what uh. What is carving a shoebox look like? Like, what's that process look like? And how did you get started? Yeah, so I'll bring it back to how I got started. Um, you know, way back when I was, you know, my love of sneakers kind of is, is run runs through all of my work. So when I was 13, I remember walking into uh, the finish line in, in the mall here in Green Bay and, and asking for a job application when my dad was in another store. And they said, you got to be 16 to work here, man. Um so I, you know, no kidding. I, when I turned 16, I walked in and I got that job application and I started working at finish line. Um, and anybody that's worked at a shoe store growing up, you, you kind of just, for the love of the shoes, you, you really love the shoes. So I, you know, I was trying to top everything that I could, um, mostly off the clearance rack because the paychecks weren't huge. Um, so it was like, Hey, I'll, I'll apply my discount to the sneakers uh, that are already on sale. So I would, I wasn't buying hype, uh, or anything that was highly sought after, but I just loved the shoe and, and I love the craftsmanship and, the design and, and that's how I started drawing. So 
fast forward to today, uh, I had a lot of shoe boxes. So at one point I was looking at a shoe box and I remember thinking to myself, the, the swoosh looks like a sword. And then I also on the same wavelength kind of thought, man, like sneakers are going to be the death of me. And it just kind of clicked like, okay, what if I drew this swoosh as a sword? And then I drew it through someone's back implying that sneakers were also the death of him. And that was the first one that I ever came up with for the shoebox series, which is called death by sneakers. Um, and then after that, you know, I, that I really enjoyed the outcome of that piece, um, or that little doodle. And I just said, man, maybe I got, you know, five or six of these in me. Um, and then, like I said, three, four years later, I, you know, I've done over 80, 85 of them. And, and the ideas just kind of keep flowing, which I'm grateful for. Um, but that's kind of how it all kind of started. And, and then, uh, to your other question, the carving aspect, as time goes on, I continue to, tr to try to integrate new, um, <clears throat> I guess new methods or tactics into the shoebox and the work. So I, eventually I took an exacto knife and I said, okay, it, it looks like the shoebox has layers, you know, the orange layer being the top. Um, of the standard Nike shoebox we're talking for the listeners right, here. Right. <clears throat> um, and then there's a corded in the middle and then there's a backing. And I was able to kind of carve off that orange surface to uh, expose the corrugate. And that's when you really start to get a lot of, uh, you know, depth, I would say, in the piece. And so I've used that to integrate textures, you know, as far as tree bark or mountains or, um, you know, streamlines behind jets, whatever it may be. So really trying to use the shoebox for all it's worth. Um, and, and that's been really fun for me, honestly, <clears throat> shouts out to Nike for the shoebox. <laughs> that's really cool. That's really cool. So did you go to school for art? Like what, what's that background look like for you? Yeah, I didn't. Um, I, I wanted to do something with art and I was, I would say I was, a, I was a above average, you know, art student in high school when you're taking the, the gen eds and everybody's like drawing a self portrait and stuff. Mine always looked pretty decent, I would say. Um, and I still do have some of that work, but you know, I, I would say in high school, they don't do a really good job of telling you like, Hey, this career path, if you want to do this, you have to do this. Right. So it's like, I always wanted to be a shoe designer and, um, you know, not to throw shade on my parents or anything, but they just, I don't think anybody really knew at the time in the late nineties, it's like, here's how you be a shoe designer, unless you knew someone or had that knowledge, but it's like, Oh, you have to be an industrial designer. And you have to learn anatomy of the foot. Um, so I just didn't know how to get to where I really wanted to go, which was to design tennis shoes. Um, so I went into marketing, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, long story short. And I, I went into marketing because there was still some of that visual aspect to things. Um, didn't take any art in high school. Didn't really touch art, you know, again, since high school until about four years ago. when I just said I need to start doing something productive with my nights that, I'm ha that I can have fun with. Um, and I've had a lot of fun with it. So, yeah, no no collegiate art experience or, or classwork or anything like that, which, you know, I, I would say I, I regret, but also it seemed to, it seems to be panning out decently for me. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really cool. So there's a ton of creatives that listen to this podcast that are kind of in this like weird space where they're like, maybe they have their family saying that's not the way to go. There's no money in that. There's anything like that. And then you have the other side where it's, I'm a hundred percent into this, but maybe I'm hitting a wall right now. So what would you tell, like, what, what advice would you give to creatives today on those two circumstances where if you hit a hole, like, what do you do to get out of that wall and yeah. that ceiling? And then what do you tell that creative that maybe doesn't have that, that tight circle that's going to support their every, every, move? right. Right. Um, 
I mean, I, th- I think first and foremost, the first thing, the most important thing is you have to love what you're doing, right? And, and you hear that all the time and it's so cliche, but that's what keeps me coming back to it is just like, you know, it's not the money that I make from a piece if I sell it or <clears throat> the recognition or whatever it may be. It's always just like, man, I, I just, it's really therapeutic for me to create. Um, so that's the true gem for me is just like the process of being able to be alone, you know, put some music on it and create. Um, I think everybody has walls in whatever you're doing, whether that's, you know, something creative or maybe you're in, really into working out or, um, you know, you're trying to learn stocks or whatever it may be. I think you're always going to hit a wall. But for me, at least what I, what I like to try to do when I hit a wall is just say, okay, I'm going to take the pressure off and I'm going to try to create something that, um, that has no expectations. Uh, because I think a lot of the times when I'm creating or other people, if they've been doing it for a while, each piece has like a certain set of expectations. Like, okay, I know the idea. Now I have to execute it. Um, and it has to be, you know, better than the last or at the same quality that I'm consistently putting out. Um, so that's when I like to try to flip it on its head and just say, Hey, I'm going to try something that I've never tried before, or I'm going to try to like, right now I'm doing a portrait in a style that I have never done. And I'm just trying to have fun with it. And I think that's, you know, in short is just have fun with it and come back to, you know, some of the first pieces that you did and be like, okay, why do, why do I enjoy this piece that I did two years ago? Oh, probably because I didn't have any expectations for it. Um, so that's what I would recommend is just, you know, why are you doing it? And then I think the support naturally comes. Um, and if it doesn't, I think you need to align yourself with people that, you know, are seeing eye to eye, Mm. at least in terms of like creating something. Um, and, and it's, you know, I understand it's tough to find that community, but, you know, especially, you know, in a smaller city, you know, like I'm in, I, I, there is that community. Um, but I always tell people it's a lonely hobby as well. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of creatives are kind of doing things for themselves, by themselves, with themselves. And then you hope that it resonates with somebody. That's so true. What, um, so like, obviously the low hanging fruit in this conversation is the sneakers app. You were featured on the sneakers app and, um, what was that process like? Like you've been, you've been doing this for so long and you finally get that, that text, that email, that call from Nike saying, Hey, we'd love to feature you. How right. was that? And how was that experience for you? Um, yeah, that was, that was a trip. First of all, that was amazing. <laughs> uh, huge blessing. Very thankful for that opportunity. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly how it came about. I do know, and I want to give a, a quick shout out to uh, Jay Clean on Instagram. He actually works for the sneakers app with Nike. Um, mm-hmm. So I know I'd kind of been in his DMs a little bit, and um, him and mine, I don't remember how it started. I think he kind of paid homage to some of my work. Um, but I think I, I actually asked him, I just said, hey, you know, I, I've seen other artists um, that I really like, you know, via Instagram or that I've kind of met, you know, how we are Instagram friends. I have other Instagram artist friends, as I'm sure you do too. So I've seen some of those, my peers, you know, on the app and I just hit them up and I said, Hey man, like, how do I get featured on here? I think that my work is clean enough. And, you know, I, you know, I take a lot of pride in it. I think it's a great fit. And he just said, I sent the email, you know? So I'm like, okay, like I'm going to wait and see here. And then I got, (laughs) um, I've actually learned that Nike does a lot of their marketing through a third party marketer or, or, you know, a third party, uh, in Portland, um, which is cool. So they kind of hit me up and just said, Hey, we want to feature you um on the app and ironically so the the piece that i had features on featured on the app for those that don't that don't know it was like a huge um life-size gotham screen i would say like when you win a pair of kicks on sneakers app you get the gotham screen yeah. i re I, I made that out of shoe boxes and it's like five and a half feet tall by three feet wide 
you know, all made out of shoeboxes, like I said. Um, but I was actually making that like prior to that that instance. So that was already I've been working on that for a month or two. Um, and that was just something I wanted to do personally for me um, as like an interactive art piece so people can hold their shoe through. And, and it's kind of a cool something you can put in like a sneaker store. So I was already working on that. So once they hit me up, I just said, hey, I'm working on this. What do you think? And they loved it. Right. So um, <laughs> so it just kind of worked out. I mean, it's just one of those things like, you know, opportunity is or luck is preparation meets opportunity or, or whatever it is. Um, shout out to my guy ZL for shooting the photos. And he made like my photographer here, Zach, he made a crazy video, um, kind of like skate through of the piece, which was featured on there. So that was a huge help too. It, it looked really professional. So, um, yeah, that's that story, I guess. That's really dope. Did it, did you see an uptick in maybe followers or, or sales? If, if you want to talk about that, um, Honestly, not really. I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, there, there were definitely some people that tracked me from the sneakers at sneakers app over to Instagram. Um, but I think in, and this is not a knock on the feature or anything, but there's just not like a direct link that someone can click on from the app to go to Instagram or find your work. So that was kind of like, it's hard for someone to be on the sneakers app, surf it, see the work. And then like, they're probably still surfing the app for another minute or two. Right. And then to remember and say, okay, yeah, I saw this art. Let me just skate over to Instagram and search this artist. Unless you were really dedicated to like finding me based off of what you saw on the sneakers app. I don't think that I got a ton of that, um, traffic, um, as opposed to like a nice kicks feature on their Instagram, like tons because they have, you know, work by, um, and again, that's just more of a function of the, the app itself it's not a knock or anything i love like everything about that was sweet to me right it's a dream come true that's really 100 100 percent. so for the people that are listening today that are kind of in a place like hey maybe i just need that one big feature or anything like that what advice would you give to people maybe maybe it's not like advice to get on the sneakers app but just advice as to putting yourself out there a little bit more um, I don't know. I'm probably a bad person to ask this question to, if we're going to be completely honest, I don't do it a lot. Um, and that's like, you know, I know I've been listening to your podcast, um, and I've kind of caught myself up over the past month or so after we agreed to this, that's <laughs> something that it's a common thread or common trend that I hear from guests yeah, yeah. on your show is just like, Hey, you got to put yourself out there and reach out. So, um, again, like I, I wish I had better, better insight on this. I, I, I do take note of like who's sharing my work, um, you know, people that are reputable or have a great following and those who don't. Right. So I have a list in my in my phone of everybody that's like shared on their story, my work um, and not necessarily to do anything with. But I always just tell myself, like, man, if I ever quote unquote make it like I want to pay pay some respects to those who helped me get here, because I understand that the biggest way for your page to grow is by getting shares um, yeah. and for, for their, your homies to show their homies and so on and so forth. And that's how I get a lot of my customers and, and loyal fans or, or collectors is just someone saw it, put it on their story. And then one of their friends is like, Hey man, who is this? And then they say something nice about me and my work. And then that person, person purchases. So <clears throat> I think that's a huge thing, so, you know, to go off on a little tangent. I think the customer service and just, the you know, being genuine in your interactions, I think goes just as far as like sliding, sliding into someone's DMS who has a lot of pull. Um, because you just never know who knows who, right. You know, cause it's like, if you're just cordial and always 
a genu- genuine uh, and try to have genuine interactions. I think that's going to lead to a lot of the same things that like quote unquote putting yourself out there is going to do. Yeah, um, that Midwest nice. Hundred percent, man. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, that's so true. And then it, and maybe you know people always are like, man, you're so like uh, you know approachable and easy to connect with and things like that. But it's just like I don't know how else you would do it. Like, how wouldn't you thank somebody personally and write them a note? Like, if they spent $150 with you, it's like, dude, like, thank you so much. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I don't buy a lot of stuff, you know, from people that are running their own stuff. So it's always super humbling to me that someone will give me, like, their hard-earned money for something that I just make in my room. Exactly. That's super cool to me. So I wouldn't be, uh, I guess, doing the, the art industry or art in general justice if we just focused on physical goods, um, obviously with the new focus on uh, metaverse and NFTs and crypto and like all these different things where I think society and I think most people understand that society is kind of going through this shift. So as you see the shift going, do you see your art shifting as well? Like will you produce some digital art or anything like that in the future? Um, yeah, I think in short, I will. Um, I have, I think, you know, the, the NFT space in the metaverse is probably, you could probably spend another whole podcast <laughs> on that. Um, so, I mean, a couple of quick thoughts from me on it. I think it's awesome. I think like the, the opportunities that it's creating, I don't, I've never seen anything like it before in terms of like the money being exchanged for an art piece. So I, I think like as an artist, that's super cool to see that artists are making real money. Um, however, there's the other side of me that's like, man, like why is someone paying $300,000 for a digital piece of art when they're saying, Oh, you know, now it's because you know, the original owner and it's like, well, that's the same as an original piece of art in my opinion. Yeah. Obviously with the metaverse, you can apply that piece of art to like your digital metaverse household someday and like (laughs) things like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to get into it. The thing that I, not that I necessarily want to avoid, but I think, you know, with like the board apes, for instance, mm-hmm. you're seeing a lot of the same trend in terms of like what is a quote unquote popular NFT, at least in like a mainstream space is like it's a character and there's features of that character that are interchanged. This right. person has glasses and this one, you know, so that's that's all good and dandy. But in my opinion, and, and don't quote me because I might fall into it, too, but <laughs> I always envision myself doing something I would say like a little with a little bit more depth when I get yeah. into it in terms of like, Hey, I want to make like a true original NFT piece that really took some time and thought. And then I want to do another one that may be related, but also is like a totally original piece. So that's, um, you know, and I don't know if that's like integrating the shoe boxes into it somehow or not, but that's just like kind of what I want to pride myself on. I yeah. think when I get into it is just, and not that I won't do a character or something because I have some sketches and, but that's just like the kind of the frustrating part in my opinion sometimes is like okay this person's about to make a hundred thousand dollars and they just like you know did some characters which is cool um but again like don't hate the player hate the game you know what i mean so it's like i if you can't beat them join them almost yeah i feel it so we'll see we'll see did you see the blue the great uh, nft drop yesterday i didn't bad chance okay so he created a one-of-one piece literally just a, a I shouldn't say just, but a piece of art that was super, super dope. 
Um, and literally, I think he posted a few videos on Instagram about it, just like him going through the process and everything like that. And it was just one, one of one piece. And I still have yet to check when I checked on it yesterday, it was going for, uh, one ETH and like it, like it, he, I think he had an auction going, so I don't know what it ended up as, but he, yeah. I think he was similar because he isn't doing the discord route. He isn't doing like the character. He, it is a character, but it's not interchangeable parts on a character sure it's not like a whole line exactly okay and i thought that that was really really cool he has a huge community already um, yep. but just obviously him doing his own thing and keeping true to what he wanted to do i thought that was a really really cool piece and yeah and i think that's important right i mean not that you're selling your soul but like you said it's just like i don't want to i just don't have the time honestly to do like the discord the twitter like follow me we're all going to be discussing this art piece it's like yeah I just want to make art, man. Like I hate, <laughs> I honestly hate the social media side of the art world, but yeah. that's how I sell work. But it's like, man, if I could just lock myself in a room and create, like that's all I want to do. And then sometimes it's like, man, I got six pieces here. I need to like take some photos and like, you know what I mean? Like edit yeah. them, post a caption, put it on my website. So that's not art. That's just like ch- checking boxes. Right. It's a business side, mm-hmm. but not not really all the business side, but it's just like, for right. you specifically, that's a boring side. Like you want to focus on the right. creating of it and don't right. mind obviously interacting with the community. That's really dope. Yeah. So yeah. And the, sorry, I was no, going to say no, the business. Yeah. I was just going to say the business side is fun. I think that's, um, you know, largely again, another tangent, but I think a lot of creatives have a hard time, like quote unquote, going the market with their work. And that was something that I really had to figure out is like, how do I bring this to market? And that's when I started doing like sneaker shows, and things like that. When I when I initially started, I was doing art shows, right? So yeah. I was like, hey, I'm trying to get into an art gallery. I'm trying to do like an art street. And I was like, well, okay, well, why don't I go where my niche is, which yeah. is like sneaker consumers and hip hop lovers and stuff like that. That's a sneaker show. Everybody is selling sneakers there except for me. So I have the one kind of product that's not like anybody else. So I think, you know, to creatives trying to make it, it's like, where's your customer base? Mm. Um, get in front of them. So it's like, if you're doing stuff with, I don't know, like if you're drawing animals, like maybe try to set up at a zoo. Like it sounds stupid, but honestly, like where do people love animals? Like go there. Yeah, exactly. So you've been super transparent so far for the pod. Um, And I think I know your answer, but I I want to ask, where are you playing it safe right now? (sighs) What what do you think my answer is? I think your answer is going to be the... um, just the getting out there and like talking and putting yourself out there, talking about yourself, being your, your biggest advocate, but interested to know what your actual answer is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's one piece of it is just, and I'm going to try to be better in 2022 is just reaching out and, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say like flexing a little bit more, but I think it's just like, Hey, like I do this, you know what I mean? Um, the other part, and I don't, you know, I think this would maybe have different opinions, but I, you know, I, I still have a day job. So, um, I, I would say on paper, I'm probably the least accomplished strange on purpose podcast <laughs> guest, right? Cause every, everybody you've had is like, yeah, I work for complex. And like, I, yeah, I've been doing this like actually for like a, the corporate side of things forever. Um, so, you know, I, I, I still, and I, and I love my job. I, I have a great job. I work for, uh, a large furniture manufacturer. I'm a sales manager there. Um, so that, that's what I do from nine to five. So everything I've built is really between, you know, seven and midnight 
for yeah. the last four years. So I always try trying to think, man, what if I had, you know, had eight, 10 hours a day to just really focus on, on the craft. Um, so that's to me the obvious one, yeah. but you know, the flip side of that is, is, you know, a steady income to purchase art supplies and things like that. So, um, you know, eventually maybe that's the move for me. Otherwise. Yeah. I think, um, I think sometimes just playing it safe in terms of style too. And, yeah. and just like, Hey, I'm, I'm, if I'm doing a portrait, I'm usually doing my patented like portrait style, but you know, there's the fine line of like, Hey, is that how people know you? And is that what they want to buy? Or are yeah. you just like doing yourself a disservice? Um, because I do take a lot of pride in being versatile in terms of like digital craft for lack of a better term, like crafting, carving, like the craftsmanship behind my work. And then, um, obviously just like the drawing and like detail oriented side as well. So I think continuing to like use different medias and things like that is something I want to get into. That's dope. So what, uh, if people are listening that want to get involved in your work, check out the, check out all your work in general, follow you on Instagram, everything like that. Um, where can they find you? Um, yeah, Instagram, Maududes, M-A-W-D-O-O-D-S. <clears throat> um, that's just my initials, by the way. And like dudes means doodles. So like M-A-W is my initials, doodles, my doodles, <laughs> Maududes. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I'm, I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok as well, just because I had to be. <laughs> Everybody's like, you got to get a TikTok. Um, I remember, I remember telling you that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was literally you that was like, Hey man, you gotta do it. And I was like, all right, Izzy, I'm going to do it. Right. And then like, obviously it's, it's worked out pretty well for me and it's fun. But again, it's just like one of those things that's like, I got to make a TikTok for this. And now I'm documenting in in like two different ways I'm creating. Um, so shouts out to you for that. That, I appreciate that. Um, you've been on me though. You really have. Um, so yeah, those are my two main ways to get a, get a hold of me. My website's in my, uh, Instagram bio, but I always tell people, um, just feel free to message me if you're interested in work. Um, I, I'm always doing like package deals and, um, you know, it, I think I like the personal touch to interactions and sales interactions. So feel free to message me for anything. And that's really it. Honestly, I, I have a personal Instagram, but I don't, I don't really get on there. So yeah. What makes you strange on purpose? Um, I think, uh, I think for me, honestly, it's just like I, I carved this or sprayed it onto one of my pieces, but like, I just, I've kind of lived by the, the motto of like never grow up. Right. So that's Mm -hmm. drawing is something that I did as a kid. And and then I kind of like came back to it and like a lot of my hobbies, honestly, like I still play video games, you know, off and on, not as heavily as I did, but a lot of the stuff that I did as a kid that like I really loved has come back around and I've really loved them in a different way as an adult. So, um, yeah, I would say like, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm never growing up in terms of art to a lot of people, you know, especially initially when I started is viewed as like, Hey man, like, are you really going to like sit there and like do art projects? And I'm like, yeah. yeah, I am, you know, and now it's, it's paid off a little bit for me, but that's, I think that's what makes me uh, strange on purpose. I appreciate you jumping on the pod, man. Yeah, man, it's been awesome. I appreciate it as well. Hopefully uh, a little bit of insight in there for the listeners, but thank you to anyone who's listened all the way through.